Say, goddamn. You said, all right, all right, all right. I said, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's just talk about one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With the sound, got a little podcast. Grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Sam podcast. This episode is sponsored by Movement Made Easy. So we had her on the uh, podcast the last episode. She was great, and we went deep into um, how she feels doing her self-employed life and what's going on in the world right now. It was a perfect episode and it wasn't even planned. Um, So go follow her on movement.made.easy on Instagram and get her booked in for all your massage needs when we can. She's ready to rock and roll with PPE um, and she's ready to go as soon as lockdown finishes. So today's guest, you're going to recognize his voice 100%. (laughs) Um, he is one of the three of us that's on Threes A Party, uh, which is our sport slash UFC podcast. But today he joins me on the Coffee With Sam podcast and he joins me in the coffee house today. We have fresh brewed coffees. Yes, we Peace. do. Cheers, mate. Um, and my guest today, if you haven't noticed, he said one thing, but you, you, you know his distinctive voice 100% is Terry Brown. Um, today he's not the MMA guy. Today no, he's not. just one of my guests. And... He's got a lot he to talk about, um, lots that we could get into, but today I've got him here because I want to talk about the positives and the negatives of performance-enhancing drugs. That was really hard to say then because I just wanted to say steroids. Yeah, <laughs> which is what everyone everyone declares it as, right? Yeah, yeah, performance-enhancing drugs. So if you don't know what they are, guys, and you've heard of the term steroids, um, they can positi- positively affect your strength, uh, your output, your Aesthetics. recovery, the, how you look. Um, but today I want to get into both. So, Terry, why have you been a user of performance-enhancing drugs? Um, so, I suppose it'd be easier to kind of set the scene, if it will. So, I was very new into personal training at the time. Um, I, I just started at a gym. We won't say the name of the gym, obviously. Yeah, please don't. Um so legal reasons legal reasons we want to go into that um and i mean i've been training i've been involved in sport for pretty much all my life but it wasn't until that point um being surrounded by lots of other users um that i thought you know that i felt not the need but the want to really improve my physique Uh, i was really interested in the science behind it um i was very interested in getting into competing and it just seemed like the next logical step for me. So it was, do you feel it was pressure or just you liked what you were seeing? Yeah, I think, I think, I think honestly, I think there could be a little bit of both of that, if I'm honest. Um, I definitely liked what I saw in terms of some of the um, physiques that could be gained from it. But also an element of pressure. I mean, I wanted to look the part as well as sell what you know my services. So there was an element of pressure there because I wanted to be the guy that everyone looked at and went, well, he knows what he's doing. And I felt at that time, naively, that steroids was going to help me with that. So do you feel like, 
Like imagine you got young, so young PTs because mm. you, you're not you're not young. No, um, not. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not like a 16, 17 year old. No, person. I, was, I was thirty when I first started going into PT, going into. Was I? P- yeah, thirty. Jeez, you are old, man. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm thirty this year, and I feel old. Yeah, and you were thirty when I met you. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Tell you Mike Keel over guys on the podcast, so uh, it's very old. <laughs> um, do you feel like? They're going to be so pressured. Someone 16, 17, doesn't know how to get muscular hypertrophy, not probably touched a weight much, don't know nothing about nutrition, all that. easily could fall straight into that trap. If you did. Very much so, very much so. Because you were fresh, to, you were into sport, but you were fresh to PT. You were fresh yes. to like full-on muscle building hypertrophy yeah. training, weren't you? I was very, very fresh to it. Um, and yes, I completely agree with that. I think there is too much pressure on younger individuals now, both female and male, um, you've only got to look on social media. I don't think you can scroll past more than three posts before something comes up that's uh, aimed at the way you look. Um, and anybody that goes in any gym anywhere is going to be it's going to be a user somewhere. And that person is always going to be someone that gains uh, a level of interest from those other members. And they're all, they're going to want to know, well, what are you doing to look like that? Or well, I want to do that because I want to look like that. And you know that's how that's how it starts. So very early on, I wanted to be able to gain that look myself but also there was an element i wanted to understand it better so i could pass that knowledge on which is something that i did i mean i've never been i've never been ashamed that i use peds um i've never been, i've never hid from it i'm quite honest and open about it uh, and i think that's really important because i think a lot of people aren't yeah yeah so when they are using mm. and they say I don't know, telling clients or people, yeah, you can get like this without it. Yeah. Do you think that's worse than? I th- I think as a per- as a coach and somebody that has such a high impact on that individual person's life, honesty is massive. Yeah. And if you are somebody that is that has used or is using PEDs to gain the way that you look, uh, and you're trying to sell that client the dream of you can do it naturally, you're lying. Yeah. you're selling you're selling them down the river and that you know that's unethical so would you just tell your clients like well i know what i'm talking about you can get to this kind of shape but you're never going to look like me unless you take this yeah ABC. i mean I, I wouldn't use that as a direct example well no that's not going to sell your services yeah. but I, if no. they were asked if they asked you or... yeah absolutely 100 percent. i mean if there was if they came to me and you know used a, a, a um I'm trying to think an influencer for instance maybe as an example, so I don't want a physique like that. Well, you, you can't gain that naturally, depending yeah. on obviously who that influencer is. Um, that's something that's going to require PEDs. And is that something, you know, I, I'd educate them in the in the science behind it all and the risks. Because I think that's what a lot of people miss out is the risks involved with those things. Um, it's very, it's it's that, uh, what do they call it? Risk, risk and benefits factor. The reward, risk. Risk and reward, risk that's reward. it. So it's you got to weigh that up before you even consider even taking those things, um, and that, a lot of people don't understand it, so they just throw it in themselves. They, and absolutely, and I've seen it. I've seen it in my bad in a lot of the gyms that I've been in, whether that's just for me from a training point of view or from a from a working perspective. I've seen a lot of it. Um, it's like what you want, and they tell you. And yeah. Or, or, do you know why you've got that? Hundred percent. Or why you're stacking that with that? No. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. It's mind-blowing. It genuinely is mind-blowing. Do you have any idea what you're putting into your body right now? 
Well, yeah, no, I just want to get jacked. Exactly. I just, I'm going to get massive, though, aren't I? Yeah, but what about the side effects to that? And don't get me wrong. I'm not somebody that um, uh, disagrees with people using PEDs, providing that they have done the research, they understand the risk-reward kind of thing, um, and they're willing, you know, they, they know everything about it before they do it. You know what I mean? It, what I don't agree with is somebody giving, that, giving those things to younger people who have absolutely no idea what they're doing and they're just banging it in yeah. because they want to get massive yeah and ultimately down the road they're going to they're going to have problems yeah well before we get into to the negative sides and the, mm. and the problems what were the positives oh there were loads <laughs> there were loads um so very very quickly my my physique changed in a way that i couldn't have even dreamed of um don't get me wrong there was a lot of hard work uh, both nutritionally and training wise that also needs to go into that it's not it's not a miracle cure for anybody um but with you know with those things included your physique changes very very dramatically and i love that and it made me my confidence grew um my you know my well not, not just confidence but the way that i looked improved the way that i would speak to other people um, yeah, it's confidence. Yeah. It's naturally com- more common. Like when you lose weight, mm, or when you are getting bigger w- without performance drugs. Like when- whenever you do anything good, yeah. like you create gain confidence, like 100%. doing anything. Yeah, and but it was, it was the scale was massive, and the confidence that I gained from it was massive, um, and obviously strength grew. So I was lifting weights that I couldn't even, I couldn't even pick them off the floor before we'd even started. <laughs> And that that is something that continually grew over time, but then because I'm lifting silly weights or what I would class as silly weights at the time, it gains interest from other people. And do you know what? Off the back of it, my business grew. Um, not because of not I'm not putting that down to steroids completely. Obviously, my it was my skill set and my my coaching skills that grew my business. But because of the way I looked, a lot more people wanted to speak to me. They wanted to ask me, "Well, how did you get that big? Yeah, yeah. you know, what 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 can I do to?" get that big and that's where the coaching element comes in and then so when you were approached like that you would literally then explain well you can't get like this unless we go yeah, into this always and here's the here's the health precautions behind that always. so when you're training what does that feel like like oh, amazing like recovery is ridiculous so that's probably one of the first things i noticed something i used to struggle with and still do to this day lower body wise is doms um, I used to get really, I mean, I couldn't, sometimes couldn't walk for about the next day because I like to train hard. Um, All right. <laughs> sorry. Get hard. <laughs> um, and my DOMS would be really bad. When, when, I, when I was using PEDs, the recovery rate was like literally less than 24 hours and I felt like I could go again. Wow. It was nuts. And obviously when that comes to um, lifting anything, you know, there's a fatigue and, and, and a and a what's the failure kind of break point didn't really exist when I was on PEDs. I could put well, it did, but I could push so much further. So is that where you think the actual gains come from? Like when people just think they can take it and they're just going to sit on the sofa and get jacked. Yeah. Like it comes from the fact of like you have this natural, more uh, eager to train. Yeah, absolutely. You have there's not really a failure point mm. until you completely fail that your body just completely gives up and then secondly that you could probably train another the same muscle group within a day or two days Absolutely. after yeah. you're getting the more volume in which then gets the growth it's not just Absolutely. it's not just the the, the the drugs that get you there no, no, you no, still no. need the hard work but it's the it opens the door 
it's that extra little bit, mm. yeah, that just gives you that extra, well, yeah. I can train again. And same again, that's going to make people think, well, why are you training legs twice a week and I can only do it once a week? Yeah. And I'm still writ off the week after. Yeah. And you're doing it twice. like. But as long as you're truthful, mm-hmm. then... I agree. True, like I said, honesty is massive in, yeah. in, in, in any game, especially in coaching. Um, and people need to be aware of it. And if, you know, if, if they choose after that point that that's something that they want to do, that's, you know, that's the individual's choice. And they shouldn't be judged for it. It's just, you know, that's what they want to do. Yeah, as long as it's not in competitive sport mm. where it's illegal, mm. then that's fine. But I feel well, there's loads of it anyway. Yeah, um, I was about to say that. I mean, I don't think there's any competition sport out there where there probably isn't. Probably hasn't got it. That, that hasn't got an A loophole yeah. for like fixing, recovery, getting them back quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, and they will we'll always find them. a way. I mean, you look at Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Naughty boy. Naughty boy. But Naughty boy. people will find a way to be able to, if you want to be the best, you've got it. The PEDs will help you get there. How sick would a sport be where they, did, they created complete new sports, or maybe like, let's say the athletics program, but it was another one with drugs. Yeah. You know how fast they would be? I'd be incredible. Like Usain Bolt on gear. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal, right? You'd be, you'd be able to, you'd be able to and mate, it. The way the world's going, it wouldn't surprise me. No. It wouldn't surprise me if that becomes a thing. You know, normal athletics isn't even a thing. No. This biological, <laughs> steroid-filled, enhanced, because that, that's better. It looks mm. better. The footballers can kick harder, run faster, yeah. jump higher, because that's what we're striving for with like technology and stuff. We're striving for that. The only thing that's probably stayed as it is is, is sport. Yeah. It's not been touched. Technical-wise, you've got VAR and all that stuff, but yeah. that's not changed the athletic ability of the, of the sport. So no. there'll probably come a point where all the rich people in the world like how the world's going. The rich get richer, the poor get poor. The rich people go, you know what? I'm going to film Man United with gear. <laughs> Let's see how they play now. Well, they win everything, wouldn't they? Let's be fair. Yeah. And it's okay. Well, we need a league for that. Let's yeah. league it. Look at the size of them all. Mm. Like they're all jacked like Antonio Valencia was and <laughs> they're all pushing yeah. each other over. And Very good point. They look like fighters and mm. it wouldn't surprise me if that's the way the world goes because why not? We're, we're bored now. No one's ever going to run faster than Usain Bolt. No. At the, at the well, moment. At the moment, no. At the moment. And it's like, well, God, we're bored with that. Let's fill someone with drugs so they can run quicker than him. <laughs> Well, I mean, all... there, there are studies out there that do that kind of thing. Um, but obviously, it's all hidden behind a big cloak, isn't it? Yeah. The Russians. I ain't saying nothing. Oh, why did I say that? We're going to get that, that blanket <laughs> ban. I'm going to have to put a beep over that now. No, I can't say their name on here. Can't say that, mate. Careful. So what does that feel like? Talk up, Mentally, talk me through. Mm-hmm. Walking into a... Oh, waking up. Let's go waking yeah. up. You're, in, you're deep in a... Do you call them cycles? Yes. Yeah, so you're deep in a cycle. Um, when you wake up, what what what, what, what we're feeling? You just want it. The first thing you want to do is, well, for me personally, my personal experience is I wake up and the first thing I want to do is eat. I was hungry all the time. I could just put away, I mean, I could put away a lot of food without PEDs, but when I was on them, my God, could I put away a serious amount of food? Um, once you've eaten, the, the only thing ever on my mind was that I need to train now. I want to train. I want to train. And there were, there were days where I trained twice just because I wanted to. It wasn't always the smart decision to make i was very new to uh coaching so i had a lot to learn um but the the desire to to train to lift to grow was just massive and still that testosterone yeah and you know what you it was evident it was you could feel it all the time all the time it was there um and like i said the confidence off the back of that you walk into the gym you know you'd have a look around the gym you know you do a couple of clients you've got a gap right that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna Bit of, bit of pre-workout standard and I'd be straight on that gym and, I, and I'd just train until until failure uh, but I'd feel fant- I'd feel great and I you know normally like if I was to do that now I'd be knackered 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's me. You'd actually feel the session. I would feel the session. I'd be I'd be tired now. Um, I'd need to sit and eat and recover for an hour or so before I went back out on the gym floor. Um, but then it would be like, well, you know, let's go and eat. Let's go back on. Let's get back to work. You know, there there was no fatigue to an element, especially in the very early days. Especially in the early days. Um, but I was a lot happier when I was on it. Not just in ge- you know, just in general, just felt um, fulfilled, I suppose is the word you're looking for, or I'm looking for. In what sense, though? Just, uh, I, I, it's really hard for me to explain, because it's, it's more of a, of a feeling, of a mindset. It's just, cause I had a plan, uh, which was working. I was, all my goals were being ticked off one by one. Um, the way that I looked was improving daily. And I, I just felt on top of the world. My business was brilliant. You know, very, very... I built a business very, very quickly. Um, and it was, you know, very successful early doors. And everything was just brilliant. So you you now take that feeling yeah. up there. Everything's great. Training's great. Recovery is great. You're not getting any pain. You got desire to train every goddamn day and other people haven't. You're eating loads, which is yeah. great. You're just getting bigger, bigger, stronger, stronger. Now, what's it feel like taking that away? Very different. And it's something that took a long time to adjust to. So, I mean, very, very quickly, strength decrease decreases. Um, obviously, again, fatigue sets in a lot quicker. Recovery rate is a lot longer. And you, in the back of your head, you'll always remember what you did before. So for me, like, I remember, I remember you know, bench pressing 50 kilo dumbbells like they were nothing. I mean, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get close to that now. Um, and in the back of your head, you're always thinking, oh, it wasn't that long ago that I was doing that. I can't do it anymore. And it's demotivating. Um, and it's a real struggle then from a mental perspective to be able to get yourself back up and get in the gym to train again because it's it doesn't feel as good as it did before. You do hear people say that, like that it's that, that's the one, forget health benefits, mm. The one main mental side effect is you can't get away from it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't hide from it, um, and it is evident from day one. Um, and then obviously, then that plays on confidence. That plays on on your on your you know your mental health, your mental state. Um, so like training plans would become will become hard to adhere to, and I had to be really specific with my plans. They had to be really detailed, so that I could so I could ensure myself to see progression. So that would, you know, keep me motivated. Because if I didn't, then I would lose motivation. And I'm, I, you know, I'm a qualified coach. So imagine what somebody who isn't a qualified coach will feel like, who doesn't know how to program their sessions properly, who just follows, you know, your, your general bro split. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's going to be real difficult for somebody from a mental. But that's why a lot of people just stop training. And then because your metabolism now is a lot slower because you're not using. You're gaining weight real fast because you're eating the same thing, and you're because you're exactly your, your your volume of food is the same, your appetite levels are the same. If anything, they might even increase because your mood is a little bit lower. Um, but your metabolism your metabolism is also slower, so very quickly you gain a lot of weight, and then you don't look the same. So you're not only you're not lifting, you're not strong, but you aesthetically you're not in as good a shape as you was before, and that can play a real heavy toll on the mind yeah big mental and people think about just side effects of like just what we're going to go into about you like your, your body yeah but never really thought about the mental side effects oh, of like you're just not 
you literally aren't that same person. No, and I completely agree with that. You are not. And it's the not same a negative person. person. So it's not yeah. like when you've had bad health, uh, bad mental health, and you're like, well, you know what? I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're now a better person. You, yes, you were you were taking something you shouldn't have been taking, but you were a better person for that because you were stronger, fitter, mm-hmm. faster, absolutely better mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could eat all the food you want in the world to better mood as well. Yeah, but you're now a completely different person, and if you're pulling away from that completely you're never going to be that person ever again yeah um did you have a slump have you had yeah a... there are many many slumps it's it took me a very long time to adjust to life without it i suppose you could say because i i really enjoyed my time whilst you know i was using um and i see massive results um then you know life moves on goals change so it, it, it got to a point in my life where PDs wasn't something I wanted to use anymore or couldn't use anymore. Um, but there, I was still a coach. Um, like I said, my aesthetic, my appearance changed. You know, I wasn't in the shape that I was before. My strength wasn't as good. And it was hard because I wanted to go in. I wanted to train. I wanted, I wanted, you know, I wanted to throw those weights around. I want people to look at me training going, I want to train with him. Look at him. Like he's, he's in wicked shape. He knows what he's doing. But the the downside now was that I wasn't as good as I was then, which, you know, I mean, that is, it's going to happen to everyone, whether you're a PD or not. As age sets in, it can, you know, that can also be a factor. Oh, yeah, bro. I've dropped like five kg since I started cheering <laughs> yeah. a year and a half ago. It happens. Like. And it, it's, it, it can be really difficult, um, especially when you're a coach because the pressure is on. When you're on the gym floor and you're training in front of people that, if not already clients that could potentially become clients, the pressure is there for you to um, not, not perform to a level, but when you're training you want to you want to look good you know what i mean you want and you you've want... maybe got other pts on the floor that are, are using yeah absolutely or other people in the gym that aren't even a pt which i know was massive in our gym huge people taking it that weren't coaches then made you feel inferior even though you were the more knowledgeable you had the qualifications you'd yeah. studied for for hours and hours and hours yeah and they would even st- well you're a coach why do i look better than you yeah and that happens and it was, and I could see now why you would push mm-hmm. to you. You know what? Well, you then. I'm gonna let's. I'm gonna get jacked, and then, yeah. uh, and that's the world we live in. It is. It's, it, we're, as a human species, we are very we're competitive. Yeah, like look at the podcast. Like yeah. I had like ten viewers, and went and spent five hundred quid. Well, why? Like <laughs> because <laughs> and I built a studio. Yeah, and it was like, well, why? Well, because I want people to see I've got a studio. Yeah. Before I'd even done good content and got good guests in and had good chat. Mm. Like it's the reason you go out and spend the money you don't have on the car that you've always wanted. Yeah, yeah. And that was something I learned in America, which was great. That they there was a lot of rich families because cheerleading in America is not cheap. Yeah. But the one thing they didn't strive for were uh, they would say one out of ten would have a nice car. Yeah. And that wasn't as long as they had a car. By the they time they could pass the test, that was cool. Yeah. And whatever car they had, they were happy with. Whatever they, normally their parents would give them the car, which helps. Mm. It was like a thing. Um, but if it wasn't, it was just they've got a car and that's cool. Mm. Not like over in England, you go have a 45 grand car from your parents when you're 18 or before you've even really turned 18. Oh, on the drive. Woo, you got yeah. a year till you can drive it type thing or whatever. Um, and that was one good thing I bought back from that. And now I'm rocking around in my ratty old golf because I'd rather spend money on this. Yeah, this is memories. The car at the time was great because I had the same sort of feeling with PT, not from from performance enhancing, but if people see I've got a nice car, I'm successful. Yeah. They want to chain with me because I'm earning enough money to have an Audi. Yeah, you you give off the you give off the um, 
the the idea and the confidence was there. I was successful. getting up at five o'clock in the morning instead of going out and getting in my OB for that was like dog 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 really cold. <laughs> I'd go out, get in my twelve player Aldi with my own private plate on, fire it up, be warm in seconds, and I'd rock into the car park looking mm. shiny as hell. And that would give me confidence. Yeah. And then walk into the gym and if anyone questioned what I was saying about work, I was so confident with my appearance yeah. that I'd given off and obviously I was in I was in good shape then as well, that I would be like I know what I'm talking about. You don't. Yeah. So I can see when you're saying where that confidence comes from, from taking performance and training, enhancing drugs. It's like everything in yeah. life, which is not a bad thing. I know you've built your own studio at your house. That'll give you confidence because you've built that studio yourself. You can now show people you've got a studio. You can show people you've got this stuff, which then gives you the confidence to coach more, which gives you that confidence to exactly. grow more. Yeah. Did you hear that then? No. Gives you the confidence... Oh, how did I say it? I don't know. Oh my God, that was weak. I was in then. The coffee was in. <laughs> I thought you were talking about an actual like No, sound. no, no. It, it rhymed <laughs> with go more, grow more. It was like a... I missed it. Oh, I'm going to have to... Oh, I can't wait to listen back to that now. I wanted to say it again. It was summit, summit. No, no. And gives you the confidence to grow more. Oh, that was insane. What, my, watch my, you back. The new catch line. Back. The new cat Run that back. <laughs> like all the UFC fights on at Three's the Party podcast on Instagram. I love what you just um, done there. A lot of illegal moves. We've got to run that back. Yes. Um, so, I went on a tangent then with the confidence. We were, we were, we were going into the negative sides. Mm. Ha, have you come out of that or is it still? I know I know you've reopened your coaching business now. Yeah. Um, and... You are a great coach. You don't need the, the, the enhancements to do what you're doing. No. And it was more for your benefit than it was for clients' benefit. Yes. And just to be like a bit of poster boy for yourself. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Um, but now you're a great poster boy for yourself where you're very, we can enjoy life yes. and we can lose weight. Yes, very much we so. We don't need to get jacked. No. Nope. We can get jacked. We don't need to get jacked. Um, and we can get to a certain level of muscularity and lean, leanity, that's not even a word, and, le- and leanness. Leanness. Thank you. Leanness. Without those, yeah. and and enjoy our life, enjoy some alcohol, mm. enjoy the party, and yeah, all that balance. Like you are that way now, mm. but does it still play doubt in your um, mind? Not nowhere near as much, but I there are there are days, absolutely there are days. I mean, you take the other day for example. Um, obviously, it's still important for me to train, and I still love training. But you know, I was I'd have to come outside to train. I'm inside and I'm chilling out. Do I really want to go outside to train? Back in the day, you'd have to fight me to keep me inside. I'd have been straight <laughs> out here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have dug up the garden just just so I could have done some exercise. So, yeah, th- there are still there are elements, and that makes you it will always trigger a memory. Um, like silly little things, like uh, when I was building the website and I was going back through old photos. And you see the the condition oh, that I was Instagram in before. Gets me, man, yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm like, oh man, I remember that. That's a few, a very far and few between now. See, now I do that then, but because I like to play games for myself, I then think to myself, am I ready to do that amount of work again? Yeah, and I'm like, no. Well, you're never gonna look like Sam, and I'm yes. like, yeah, cool, very true. Because back then I was doing cheer three times a week, training seven times a week with you guys. I was eating exactly yeah. what I knew was going in. I probably was weighing what was coming out. Yeah, you were meticulous. <laughs> I remember. Um, am I ready to do that again? No. No. Am I ready to train seven times a week plus three times a cheer? No. Plus c- conditioning or stretching at home. Mm. Plus 
eating and checking what's going in and having drink bands for cheer and stuff like that. Like, no, I'm not. Well, you're never going to look that again. Exactly. It's just real. It's, it's accepting reality. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I deal with that a lot better now than what, I've, than what I did previously. When, when I first came off PEDs um, and made that decision to not use them anymore, um, that was a very difficult time for me, especially around training and motivation. I mean, I developed anxiety out of nowhere. Never, never, never suffered with that before in my life ever. Um, and all of a sudden, I was anxious about training. I was anxious about the way I looked, how, you know, how that T-shirt would fit. Um, and that's something that's never bothered me up until that very, very point. Do I do I still suffer with that now? Yes, to a degree. But I think that's actually quite normal. I think a lot of people suffer with that now, especially with the world in which we live in and, and the the headlights that are on people for the way that they look. Um, but was it was it was it enhanced by the enhancements? Yes, it was hundred percent. The anxiety was. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, too, I, I don't know, when you were talking about that, I was trying to think about, like, other people in the gym. Mm. Say you got a 45-year-old Gary, who back in the day was a ripped, lean, young kid, mm. doing hella sport, never stopped moving, didn't really eat because he was never stopped moving, looked good in his eyes, then walks in the gym at 45... He's gonna have the same anxieties. Hundred percent. Like, why, why, mm. why can't I look like that? Well, I used to. I had a quicker metabolism then. No, you didn't, Gary, mate. You used to go to football seven times a week, and then walk there and walk back, mm. and not eat. You had a pack of Cheddos a day or whatever, Cheetos or something. That's yeah. all you were eating. That's why you look like that, my friend. Yeah. Not now, but that's where anxiety and insecurities could come from from a male or even female the other way yeah, around 100%. oh I used to be able to eat what I wanted to party where I want and I had a sweet butt and, a, and I had thin waist yeah now you don't move yeah. now you sit in an office job and you've got kids to look after you're not doing what you were doing back then exactly Um, and, and that can bring like I say the, the anxieties that we have mental health is obviously a big thing these days mm, and very much so people trying to end their lives and stuff but that can do that because well I used to do this or I used to look like this yeah. can be effective. And it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these mental health problems can be brought on by performance dancing drugs because being in the industry, we know how easy it is to get hold of. Yes. And not professional people getting hold of it to yeah, sell it. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest risks. It's a massive risk because they are, I mean, the majority of them are produced underground, in underground labs. And you really, it doesn't matter how much you know. You don't really know how good that, or how good quality that is, or what they, what is genuinely in that bottle or in that tablet. You don't know. You didn't make it. So did you do tablets and um, injection? Yeah, any form you can get your hands on. So you could be injecting. <laughs> Literally. So you could be injecting fifty percent proper stuff, fifty yeah. percent and I filler. think yeah, absolutely. And I think that was especially during that time. Um, there was a lot of what what we would call. Um, under oh, underweighted, so you would have a, a certain amount of micrograms per mil that would be that you would think you were buying, and a lot of it was fifty percent dosed. A lot of it was. You were very lucky if you got a really good strong dose. So just take more, um, or you just stick to. Stick I didn't to know because I I understood what I was doing. I understood, you know, the the, the chemistry, if you will, behind it. So I I didn't do that. Um, but other people, hundred percent, and I've, I've, I've well, yeah, had... that side effect again as well. Yeah. You're taking real stuff. Mm. I'm taking dodgy stuff. You're getting better than I am. 
well, why is that? Yeah. Okay, I need to take more then. Yeah, and you st- it's, the, it's the first thing that most people go to. <laughs> take more. And the, the, a lot Are of you what... training, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you eating, right? No, take more. Take more. Take exactly. More. And that's what people do. Um, or some people do, not everybody. Um, it is. It's it's one of those things where what people don't realise is that your, your body adjusts to yeah. everything. It's, the human body is incredible. Homeostatus. Absolutely. And if you are somebody that has been using for a while, I guarantee your doses now are triple, quadruple to what they were when you first started. Yeah. And where a lot of people go wrong is when their first cycle or they're early into it, their dosages are they're, they're, they're huge. They're more than what most people would do. Most professional athletes would use because they just don't understand it. They don't have the just knowledge behind it. Exactly. People just giving it out, like normal drugs, just yeah. giving it out. Just giving it out. Yeah, you'd be right on that. How much do you think I need this much? Yeah. Because they, they can get more money from you. Exactly. And it's it's it. you see it a lot, you hear of it a lot, and that's when the word abuse comes in, you know, drug, drug abuse. abuse comes yeah. in, because you are at that point putting in stuff that you, you shouldn't be. You are going way over the boundaries in your usage, and that's when the risks... Um, and the side effects are at their maximum point, and that's where you know something could go wrong. But then, for me, that I wanted to understand that because I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be able to be knowledgeable in this, so that I can say to those those guys, those young lads in the gym, well, look, this is what's going to happen if you keep doing that. You don't need to do that. So, have you ever had a dodgy vial? Yes, what, absolutely. What was the side effects of that? Um, it was just it, luckily for me, I've never had a massive. Uh, anything huge or really bad happened to me while using PEDs. The worst I've ever had is an abscess. Um, whether that was caused by uh, the needle itself or whether that was caused by the drug itself, I don't know. Um, but it was it was one of the two. Um, and that was the worst I've ever had was an abscess, which was very, very painful, um, but treated very, very quickly and no, you know, no lasting problems. That's insane. I can hear that water on the microphone. As can I. <laughs> <laughs> so, lucky you didn't have any bad side, like real bad side effects. Not, but not physically, Let's no. talk about health side effects. Okay. Did you have any health side effects? Um, other than mentally, health side effects, acne was... I suffered really, really... I suffered Why is really, that? Why did you get that? Well, um, as a kid, I had it really bad. Um, growing up, it was really, really bad. Obviously, as I got into my early twenties, late twenties, it, it it went as it does with most people. But what what because of the oil in in PDs or the PDs I was using, it uh and PDs enhance like your what's the word I want to use? They they enhance you in 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 more ways than one from a chemistry point of view, physical point of view, mental point of view. So because I'd suffered with that as a kid the, the now the oil that is basically the toxins that are coming out of my skin from the gear itself was then manifesting into um acne and i got it everywhere like all over my back shoulders arms legs chest everywhere pickled <laughs> so that's literally because because it's toxic to the body it's your it body's reaction because obviously your liver has to break that down right and what if it's to- if the, the level of toxicity? I can't say that word properly. Your your liver's job, your body's job, is to try and get that out of the body as best it can, and one way it will secrete it through the skin. 
Um, and that's what you know. That's that's where the acne all come from. So that's not good for mental health again. No. Nope. Um, but did you have any like heart problems? Any because you hear people getting heart problems? No, off not here. not from me. Um, muscle cramps, stuff like that. Or? No muscle cramps. I did. My breathing wasn't very good, so it, it had a massive impact on my VO2 max um, and my cardiovascular ability. I suppose you could say, but I didn't train for that. I, you know, I, I yeah. trained specifically bodybuilding. I trained for muscle hypertrophy, so I'd be lucky if rep ranges went above ten or twelve, depending on the day. Um, so that's cardio. <laughs> that was cardio. That was cardio for day, me. Yeah. I mean, and literally, I mean, I, I hate to say it now because obviously I know a lot more now. But at the time, my idea of cardio was literally that you know stereotypical. I'm going to walk up a hill on on an incline treadmill for an hour. Yeah. I do remember a time where I thought the uh, masks were going to be really beneficial. <laughs> if anyone remembers the masks, yeah, the, uh, the uh, what are they call. Well, they are beneficial. The whole world's wearing them now. No, um, <laughs> the um, what are they called the uh, altitude masks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, basically what these masks are doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> everyone's so, getting everyone's getting lean and <laughs> getting <laughs> lean through the mask. Good cardio from the mask. <laughs> Covid lean. That's it. But yeah, so uh, my 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 cardiovascular took a took an absolute smashing. So no heart apart from nope. Just lucky, you think? Maybe, yeah. Because you've mean, known like valves. I've heard stories of valves. Yeah, bursting. your left ventricular can grow because that's the only part of the muscle that can still grow. So, if you're a long-time user uh, or potentially abuse the amount that you use, um, it will lead to growth in that left ventricular, which can um, obviously then cause heart problems. Which a lot of people, a lot of old-school bodybuilders that have been doing it for years and using PEDs for years, they you know they'll have that um, heart problem. And they'll they'll have a heart attack, and they'll have to have a bypass or something like that. It, there'll be excuses that it wasn't that, but I'd like to put a bet on to say that it's definitely been a contributing factor. Yeah. Well, in the day, it's a muscle, isn't it? Absolutely. And if if you're if you're getting effects in every other muscle in the mm. body, why wouldn't you get it in your heart? Mm. Now, do you think that was why Bruce Lee? Because he died in of heart failure. I wouldn't like to say, mate. I couldn't. Tell I you reckon that. he was just too fit. Because you can pretty... make sure you can make your heart fit too it, fit. His was a, a blood vessel or a, an artery that, that exploded, wasn't it? So I don't Ooh, know. Now you're thinking. I look. don't know. I wouldn't like to say. I mean, I don't want to be that guy that goes, "Oh yeah, steroids did that." Because I hate those people. <laughs> hate those. People. <laughs> Straight to it. Straight to it. Yeah, steroids yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't even know. Was was Bruce Lee somebody who used PEDs? I mean, yes, he was he was shredded. Well, they were all at it, like Arnie. Everyone, people still say well, Arnie like, was a competitive. People still say though, oh no, Arnie weren't. All well, of, they are all like anybody just, that yeah, thinks like... Arnold Schwarzenegger was was uh, was natural. Need shooting because that that's criminal. No, we don't condone. Literally, listen. Come with me. Listen, yeah, crimi- crimi- criminal. <laughs> Someone's been shot. Someone shot Arnie. Um, he is coming to the UK. Yes, he this is. year. Very for the Arnold Classic. Wahoo! Um, so you were lucky you didn't have any health benefits. Nope. I said I wanted to touch on it. I'm going to touch on it because you know, not my view on it, but my question on it was mm. you suffered with testicular cancer. I did. Now we all know cancer is like a radical cell that's decided to fucking not regenerate or fix itself anymore. Bangs against the other one, just creates more radical cells, more radical cells. That's how cancer grows around the body. You were lucky it didn't leave um, your, your testicles. Um, only went balls then, but it's probably <laughs> like scientific here. Testicles. Yeah. The effects that performance enhancing can have on your body. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could have been a contributing factor to your testicular cancer? Honestly, and knowing. No. Oh, sorry, let you finish. 
that performance-enhancing drugs has a massive effect on what's going on in your testicles and yes, how, the, how that's all working. Yeah, it um, does. And they don't... We'll ask another question too in a minute, but right. answer that one first. Okay, so um, in all honesty, uh, and I don't get me wrong, I've asked myself this question many, many, many times. I don't think so. I genuinely don't think that PEDs was a contributing factor into me you know, getting testicular cancer. One in five males get testicular cancer. It's actually one of the most common cancers there is. Um, it's also one of the highest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like most treatable and highest recovery rate. Um, so I don't, honestly, I don't think so. I, if, if I if I truly believe that, I'd say so. Like I say, I'm, I'm very honest about and, it. And it's easier to say it could have been. Yeah, it like, is. It's so easy. Like, like you say, when you say, oh, well, someone's done that steroids. Yeah. Like, oh, Terry's got contact steroids. Like, and a lot of people did. A lot of people went straight to that bandwagon and went, well, you know, do you think maybe because you know, if, you, if you never used those steroids, do you think you would have got that? I do think I still would have got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what's interesting is my recovery rate was so fast because of how fit I was and how physically fit I was, and that was something that I gained through years of training. Would I have, you know, would I have been as fit had I had not used PEDs? Because would I still have the motivation to have got as fit as I did, or the look the way that I did? Arguing factor. You never know, yeah. You never know, and it's impossible to try and guess. But I, I, I do not put that down as a contributing factor to having testicular cancer, not even a little bit. We're all clear now, yeah? And we are all clear, I've been for a couple clear. of years. Yeah, man. I remember the day you told me. Yes, uh, burst, so do I. Burst out crying. Yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, well, I'm well, happy that you're fully clear and happy yeah. that you are uh, really call it a survivor because you, you didn't, you did have effects and I didn't see you throughout the whole period. Um, but I wouldn't like to call you a survivor because no. went in, chopped it out, bish, bash, bosh. Bish, bash, bomb. We're done. Yeah, absolutely. We're done. Um, big question about performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. What happens to your balls? So, uh, because obviously uh, the most commonly used PED would be testosterone, which is a hormone. When we when we synthetically um, introduce that to our own bodies, our bodies will then stop producing its own because you put in way more than the body would ever want to produce. So basically, your testes don't really have much of a function. So as a result, they 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 shrink. Um, <laughs> I just want to eat. I just always remember being in the shower and thinking, "Fucking hell, where they gone?" <laughs> it always sticks in my head. Um, but yeah, they do. They shrink very, very small. So they and they basically just stop working, other than the production of semen itself, which is, uh, let's just say, it's like you know, not even thirty percent of what would you know you would even. So your willy doesn't get smaller. No, it doesn't. No, because that's obviously the. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we got small willy. No, no it's, not. Yeah. it's not. It's actually more that the, your, yeah. your testicles. Your testicles decide shrink. we're not going to work anymore. So what's the need for me? Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shrink because I don't need to be. That and big. can that be a side effect when you come off? Like um, they don't come back working. Yes, it can. If if you're uh, if you've used for a very long time, if you haven't cycled properly, then um, it, and you haven't certainly haven't done a what we call a post cycle therapy or post cycle treatment. To try and kickstart, if you will, your natural hormone production. If you haven't done that, it can take a long time, and sometimes they won't come back at all. Depend again, it depends on age and the amount of time that you've been using, and that's where you'll see people who you go on to hormone replacement therapy or HRT because they no longer produce their own. I mean, there's a lot of pro bodybuilders retired that are now using or having to use HRT all the time. Yeah, you'd be on it for life then, because once it stops, it stops. There ain't no bringing that back. 
Well, that's a, that's a big risk, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that really worries me about young athletes or young people using... So they don't I'm, think about when they're older. No, they don't because right, they they want a quick fix for right now and they want to look good now. But they don't think in ten years' time, well, what about having kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and that, I mean, for some, you know, a nineteen-year-old who's all about the way he looks, that's number one priority right now. You you know, start talking about kids to him. He's like, what do I care about kids for? Yeah, so I'm, I'm nowhere near that yet. Yeah. But you're gonna be at some stage, mate. Yeah. Right, and what you're doing right now can have an impact on that, and you need to think about that because that's 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 massive. So why did you come away from it? What was the choice? What was, um, the, was it the cancer? Was the what? What was the? No, so I well, and you were so deep in. Yeah, what was that? You know, what, I'm out enough. I think it was just lifestyle, really, for me. Um, I was really happy in what I was doing in life. You know, what I mean, I was I was settled down. I had a, a really good, strong relationship. I had a, the job I really enjoyed. There was no real, you know, I was I was never going to compete at that stage. So why did I need to take it? You know, I mean, what, 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 why? Where's the need now? Where's the justification for me using right now? I, I genuinely didn't have one. So filling a bit of a void, like to feel like there was a void in. You were taking it to, to make not make yourself yeah make yourself feel better, but mm. there was just a something missing where now you've got a family yeah and you were seeing other reasons for life yeah absolutely um you filled that void that was the pleasures and the joys of life that mm. were that were they were the, the steroids were adding to you yeah absolutely i, I just i i i really like strong conversation with myself i suppose you could say um and because i at that point i was dipping in and out like I'd run a cycle and I'd come off for a little one and I'd run a cycle and I'd come off for a little so I wasn't dedicated to it um, and because I wasn't dedicated I wasn't I wasn't using the way that I should have been so I had to have a real com- you know, real honest conversation with myself well, why am I doing this in the first place what am I looking to gain from it Yeah. and if it is and at the time it was it was from a it was genuinely from a like a mental and aesthetic reason I just wanted a little kick, a little booster to make you know make me look better and that's a really, really stupid excuse for using. And I, and I know that as a coach. I know that as a person. That is not. There's no justification for me to be using that right now. Yeah, you hear a lot of that uh, going on holiday. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you do a quick, you know, quick short course that's really high, just to get you in that the best shape you've been in, and then you go on holiday. Which and then come back those mental effects now because your training's not going to be the same. You're exactly. not going to feel the best. You're on holiday. You you were ramped full of testosterone. There was females everywhere. You had a great time. You come back. You got no libido whatsoever. No. You can't lift the weights you were lifting. Okay, I need some more of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like any drug. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, and at that point, I was just like, well, that's it. I've got to stop. I don't need it. Did did the cancer scare you? Oh, I know, ab- you, I know you say that it, it wasn't a contributing factor, yeah. but did it scare you? Oh, absolutely. It definitely put a new perspective on health, life. And the fact know, that you could important. have got worse. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so it wasn't, it, it was probably at that point, it was just before that, that I decided not to. And now obviously when I'm having cancer, that was it for me. That was nail in the coffin. There was no way I was ever going to use it again. And, you know, look, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. I don't regret using I don't regret coming off. Um, I I learned a lot from it, and that's been useful to me now, as it, as in as it was then, um, and it, it served its purpose. So you know, I, I don't regret any of it. So you don't feel like not yourself, but business wise, mm. 
that you're a bit like do you feel like you're in a different headspace to, to what business is yeah. and what a successful PT is yeah. and what successful clients mm. look like? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was very, very, very naive when I first started, you know, the, being a PT and a coach in my own business. Um, and the things, you know, the ideals that I believed in at that point are very, very different to what I believe in now. And I've been coaching now for over six years um, and I've, I've, I've invested a lot of money and a lot of time into understanding my trade and learning all the skill sets that I need to be a good coach. You know, PD really isn't something that I need to be a good coach. It, no, it, no. It, was, it was, it was for my own, my mental state at the time, it, you know, is what I wanted to do to feel better. I know that I need to be in an, in a, in a state of condition or in a way I need to look a certain way to a degree, you know, ultimately you, know, you, you should practice what you preach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which I, you know, which I, I try and do 80% of the time. <laughs> it's all about 80%, mate. It's all about 80%. 80%. Um, but I am a big believer in balance um, and enjoying life. 80-20. <laughs> absolutely. Right at the moment, I'm just 100% <laughs> enjoyment. But at that at the early stages, I didn't believe that. You know, I did. I, I was somebody that believed in chicken and rice and... <laughs> not drinking and not going out and all, all these things and you know I, I, there's no way i would ever do that now and i i i wouldn't i wouldn't sell that to clients to a degree but you know there was an element well you know you, you there needs to be sacrifices if you want to make your goal I'm, I'm a lot older i'm a lot wiser now but back in the day as well we were all very into the physique competitions bodybuilding yeah. competitions it was not powerlifting it was not performance it was not you could feel like shit you could feel mm. like you're about to collapse but as long as you look good that's yeah. where we were at it's all and that's now. not a bad it was a great time of our lives great mm. time of everyone's lives and it still is a big part of some of our friends lives i've got a doctor who competes and she's in incredible shape um and she obviously she's a doctor so she knows that probably feeling that shit isn't the best for her but she enjoys what she's in and i don't i don't put down to anyone who's um she doesn't take or use by the way but she's in involved in that bikini aesthetic uh environment and mm. it was a great environment to be in it was very positive and very like you say i wouldn't take away from it either no but that environment can cause like what the, happened where now you're not in that environment no. you're in a very performance mm. or actually no you're in a life you're in a life environment so yeah. you're in a you've got kids you like to drink let's lose a bit of weight and make you live longer Absolutely. whereas the environment we were in back in that day when, when you were when you were using was literally let's get lean let's get massive let's get let's get the best shape of our life let's do this mm. and we'll also do a bit of partying yeah but that's why there was the chicken and the rice and stuff. Because that's easier to maintain. Yeah. You know what's in that. Yeah. There's no added. There's nothing. You can you can easily say, I'm going to have four of them a day and I'm good. Yeah. Because you've got everything else to worry about because you've got low energy. So, <laughs> that's true. so you can see why they turn to that because it's just a lot easier. Um, yeah. So, so you, I wouldn't blame anyone for being in that environment and going, no, not in, and going into that. No. Um, if that's your goal, if, if your goal is to live that that life and be you know a competitive bodybuilder a competitive athlete then you know fair play to you because that is hard yeah that is hard work and if you're prepared to put that work level in then crack on and i've got nothing but respect for you really haven't but take a calculated thing to what you're throwing in your body. oh 100 yeah but on that level know your stuff research 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 and i guarantee you even after you've done all that there's still more you've got to do because yeah. it's it's never ending it's endless understand what it is you're putting in your body understand what works well with each other you know what's what 
what attaches to what receptor you know the, the, the chemistry about it's huge and you've got to have at least a basic understanding not just oh yeah that'll do i'll just whack that in that's just not the right way to go about it and you will you know you, you you're putting yourself at risk so what would you say to any 17 18 year old pt coming off the back of this pandemic starting a business because a lot of people have gone into fitness running their own fitness businesses they have what would you would you say to them to try and maybe keep them out of it i would say first and foremost believe in yourself and your ability to help other people um we all get into coaching or into the industry because that's our goal our goal is to help people we we know we we enjoy being able to educate and train other people to improve on their you know their lives and their their mindsets you need to, one thing i didn't do at that point was really really know if i was going to be any good at it yeah um, so i was i was worried a lot of the time about being a good coach cuz i didn't really know what was a good coach obviously I, i'm at a stage now where i i do know and a lot of people who are new to the industry make um, they make silly mistakes early doors. One thing I would say, like I said, believe in your ability to help other people and educate yourself as much as you can in everything fitness related. I mean, there are so many courses, there's so many people out there that's, that's out there to help other coaches now as opposed to when we first started. Listen to them. Get yourself a mentor. Um, jump on as many courses as you can. I mean, I've benefited so much from courses that I've done over the years. I've learned tons of stuff that I then tried to pass down to other coaches. Um, do that. Don't feel like you need to look a certain way. Don't feel the pressure to be Obviously, that don't be 15 stone. No, no, no obviously muscle not. mass. No. You can be 15 stone lean, but don't be 15 yeah. stone yeah. heavy breathing. Yeah. Out, you know what I mean? Out of shape. Yeah, but be your be your equivalent of fit. And everyone's got their own idea of what fit looks like. As long as you, you you are physically active and you train to a certain extent, and you you know you look like you train to a degree. I mean, you don't need to look like a competitive bodybuilder to be a successful coach. No. And there are lots of people out there that don't and are. Um, it definitely helps open the door, early doors for me. But I think would I have been as successful if I hadn't have used? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Because it's all in the, it's in your ability to help other people. One thing I would say to anybody new as well is work on your uh, communication skills with other people. So what I see a lot of in this industry is coaches who can't talk to people on the gym floor. Because they can train well, they look good. But they can't talk to no people. Communication. And then the business doesn't grow. So the first thing to go is the business. Yeah. And then they just carry on training. Those people tend to be have a passion for training. They don't have a passion for coaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, work on that. That's a, that's a skill that is takes time to learn. Well, you look at the end of the day. Usain Bolt's coach probably couldn't even run. He was he was quite a podgy bloke. Mm. Taught him how to run, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Taught yeah. him how to run very fast. Well, you look at boxing coaches, right? And I use this as a really good example. How many boxing coaches do you see that are in good shape? Yeah. There aren't many. No. You take um, I can't remember his bloody name now, but you take the coach from AKA who was who's Khabib's coach, who's Daniel Cromier's coach, Luke Rockhold's coach, right? Is he in shape? No, but does he know how to get a fighter in shape? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not all about the way you look. Your knowledge will always come across. You'll sell you'll you'll sell your services based off your results, and if you're a good coach, you'll get results. Doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, boom, boom, and on that bombshell. Where can people find you? Uh, what's your social medias? Um, so Instagram is at T3 Personal Training. 
Um, I can't remember what my Facebook one is, but I've got a website is www.t3personaltraining.xyz. All my connections to uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook are on there. There's my web, uh, my email address. If anybody wants to contact me, please feel free. If you've got any questions regarding PEDs uh, or coaching or PT or anything along, you know, nutrition, fitness, health related, drop me a message. Drop him a message and you have an online service too, don't you? So you don't I need do. to come to Terry's um, unit. Is T3? No. Unit three. Unit, unit three, three unit. Don't have to come to his unit three unit. You can get him on his website and you can work with yeah. him remotely, which obviously in this day and age is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will teach you everything he has learned. Absolutely, 100%. Thank you. No, thank you. For having mate. a coffee with me, bro. Thank you for and having me for, on. Thanks for opening up no and problem. hopefully opening some people's eyes to why they should or why they shouldn't um, and just maybe making them question a decision mm. um and guys if you have been there and you've been on it and you're struggling with maybe mental health things you know we've got people on this podcast that you can reach out to and um, we had james on um reach out to me and i'll put you in in contact with someone else if you're struggling now if you're struggling you want to come off but you can't come off um and you just haven't got that you feel like you're on your own mm. then reach out man reach out and i will whatever i can do i'll do i'll put you in touch with someone i'll talk to myself and uh, we'll put you in touch with Terry. Uh, we'll put you in touch with, like I say, James, who's, who's professional health, um, mental health worker. Um, so, yeah, this has been another episode of Coffee with Sam podcast. Thanks for joining me, Terry. Thank um, you. And I will see you the weekend for Freezer Party. Yes, you will. Hoosh! <laughs>